Your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. We're very honoured to welcome our next guest, described by the chat show host Stephen Colbert as his favourite atheist physicist. Uh, that is the author of the newly published The Big Picture on the Origins of Life, Meaning and the Universe Itself, an instant New York Times bestseller, Dr. Sean Carroll. Good morning to you from Seoul. Thank you very much for having me on. And you're also a professor at Caltech's Department of Astronomy, we should point out, and uh, have the title of theoretical physicist. Uh, so your expertise goes back some distance. You've obviously forged this reputation before the publication of the book. But why do you think this has drawn so much attention now? Well, I think that there's a difference between how scientists think about what they do and how the rest of the world thinks about what scientists do. And, you know, you become a professional, successful scientist by doing something very specific and specialized and trying to solve individual problems. But the wider world wants to know what it all means, how it all fits together, what it means for their lives. And so in this book, in the big picture, I really tried to trace the connections between the underlying laws of physics and the bigger universe, and in particular, our human place in it. Indeed. And you know, science made simpler is always welcome. But one of the things the book has done is uh, enter a collision course with established religion. Was it was that deliberate on your part? Well, it wasn't that I went in with that particular goal in mind. But uh, for a long time now, I've thought that thinking about the world scientifically leads you to conclude that uh, religion is not on the right track in terms of describing how the world works. So that's going to be an important part of the big picture. I, I have always disagreed with people who think that there's just no communication or relationship between the discoveries of science and the beliefs of religion. Whether you believe religion or not, whether you're religious or an atheist, certainly what we learn about the world has to inform that belief somehow. Because we can't escape some of the parallels with religion, uh, even your ten considerations, for example. Uh, presumably that was a deliberate mirror to the Ten Commandments. Well, it was a slightly humorous version of that, yes, because I, I point out that people love giving commandments to other people, and people also like making lists of ten things. So mm -hmm. instead of giving commandments, I offered up some considerations. Your first consideration, life isn't forever. As a scientist, can you, can you say that beyond doubt? As a scientist, you can't say anything beyond doubt. So if, if all you're going to limit yourself to is things you can say beyond doubt, then you just should shut up and not talk. But I don't think that's very interesting. I think that it's much more interesting to talk about what we know with very, very high confidence. And yes, with very, very high confidence, we can say there's no such thing as life after death. You also, though, have this idea of poetic naturalism, which sounds very nice. Is it just a nicer way of describing atheism, though? No, I think that, you know, naturalism is a very different thing than atheism. Atheism is a broader category. Atheism just says you don't believe in God. It doesn't say what you do believe in. Naturalism is a statement that is more specific. It's more informative. It says that you believe there is only one world, the natural world, that obeys the laws of nature. And poetic naturalism in particular is a 
flavor of naturalism, since there's more than one version of it, that says that there are many ways of talking about the world, all of which deserve to be treated as real. But poetic naturalism in itself draws on this random collision of atoms, however we want to call it, the origins of the universe. Is there a way of escaping the... the the fear that is associated with that in many people, the, the idea of, of nothingness before and potentially after. Yeah, I think that fear is a little bit uh, dis, um, misplaced. I think that, you know, we're, we're, we're initially in our lives brought to believe that there is something out there other than the physical world. And therefore, when we realize that there isn't, maybe you feel a sense of loss. But once you really get to be at home with the idea, you realize that the life that you're actually leading right now is what's important. That's what has meaning. That's what matters to you and to everyone else here on Earth. Well, at risk of entering a, a debate that would probably take uh, far longer than we have here, how does it acquire meaning if it comes from that accident of atoms? Well, why, should, why shouldn't it have meaning? It's not about acquiring meaning. It's about having meaning. But, but what is meaning then? means something to me. I care about the world. I, To me, it matters a great deal what happens to me and other people. And I'm fortunate enough to know that there are other people in the world who care about what happens to me. That is ultimately the source of meaning and mattering in our universe. If it's for nothing, though, if, if there's no purpose, no, no bigger purpose or, or goal in mind... What would you say to, to those who might be listening, who'd be screaming at their radio, wanting to uh, share with you the Gospels or whatever religion they're drawing on? Well, I think that the, there can absolutely be purposes. They don't need to be bigger ones. I have purposes. I had a purpose in writing the book. We have a purpose on talking on the phone right now. Mm. The world is full of purposes. It's alive with purposes. We should just accept the purposes that are real rather than making up new ones. D did you ever at a point in your life or, or before you, you entered this realm as a, as a theoretical physicist, want to uh, believe in the divine or, or in something more spiritual than this idea of poetic naturalism? Well, I was, like many people, brought up in a religious household. And then as I learned more and more about scientific discoveries about the world, I realized that probably wasn't correct. I mean, it's just not... Uh, that tenable 2,000 years after many of these religions were founded to really think that that's part of the fundamental ontology of the world. And, I, you know, I adjusted to it pretty quickly, like many, many people have, and, and the largest growing category of people on Earth are those mm. that don't believe in anything beyond the physical world. But life itself, in fact, nothing about our universe is very probable, is it? Oh, that's, that's something we have no way of knowing, right? I mean, when you talk about something being probable, you're talking about the expectation you have within some other context. Uh, unless you know something I don't know about this selection of all the possible universes out there, we can guess at what is probable and improbable, but, but that's something about which we have very little idea. Yeah, well, again, speaking on behalf of, of those who would say, yes, they do know, you know, they probably would say that you know, at least their theory of God is as credible as your theory of poetic naturalism. I'm happy to admit that they would say that, but as I explain in great detail in the book, that's not really quite how it works. You have to sit back and think, as if you knew nothing about the universe, what would different versions of your theory predict? What would the theory that God exists predict? What would naturalism predict? And so forth. 
And I think that there's beyond any doubt it is true that naturalism is much, much better at explaining the world we actually observe. Stephen Colbert, who I mentioned before, uh, has uh, helped to uh, certainly do a bit of your PR for you. Uh, and he is a notable Catholic, isn't he? D- did he have much to say to you when you were either on or off air about this? No, we really didn't talk about it that much. He just uh, he got some problem from one of the members of the audience who was upset that he had an atheist on the show mm-hmm. because I believed in evolution, and, and he pointed out to the audience member that Catholics also believe in evolution. Yeah, I mean, with with the United States, it seems that these debates are, are at a different level to many other countries. Does it frustrate you that there is such a, a chasm between science and religion that, I mean, you, you mentioned before at the start of this interview that you, you didn't think they had to be nearly as disconnected as they are. Well, I, they don't have to be disconnected in the sense that I, I've never been convinced by these arguments that say that what we learn about the universe using science should not affect our religious beliefs in any way. I think that there should be a huge effect. Whether you, whether you think the effect is positive or negative will be different to different people. But I think that the idea that we establish the fundamental principles of what the world is made of and ignore scientific advances while doing that seems a little bit bizarre to me. Do, do you think that if everybody in the world read your book and, and took on board its ideas that the world would be a better place? I like to think that, but I'm, fir- I'm certainly happy to do the first part of the experiment and have everybody read my book and see what happens. <laughs> I'm all in favor of that. I think it's an excellent idea. Well, it sounds like a, a win-win from your perspective anyway, Dr. Carroll. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I'm sorry we don't have more time because obviously these issues require further conversation and there are hour-long debates dedicated to just tiny fragments of our discussion today. But it's been a pleasure having you introduce for us your book. Sure. Thanks very much. Dr. Sean Carroll, the author of The Big Picture, which you can check out, the full title, The Big Picture, on the origins of life, meaning, and the universe itself. And if you've got any questions that you want to put forward to us or have your say on this or any other related subjects, you can email us, efmthismorning at gmail.com.